Hey everyone, this is an episode of Black Clock Audio Tales. This is uh, one of those David Heath episodes. Dave's corner of the podcast, I like to call them. And yeah, nope. And not gonna take over the first three minutes like I normally do. Just gonna just remind everyone, hey, Black Clock Audio Tales, part of PGTTCM and Badger's Drift Studios. Why not go to pgttcm.com Help support the show, join our Patreon, join our patron program through Podbean. If you go to podbean.com and look for PGTTCM, you can check us out. We've got links everywhere. It's all over PGTTCM.com. And we've also got the show uh, shop where you can buy our cool t-shirts. So check that stuff out. And also rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends about us. We're going to be doing Algernon Blackwood, Algernon Henry Blackwood, next month for June. So check that out. And also, we may do a continuation of Ghouls, or we may do, I think, Toad Gods is the next one up. All right. Well, here's David Heath talking about Ambrose Bierson, Mark Twain, and the Devil's Dictionary. Hey, this is Dave. Um, I write a... uh blog called Dave's Corner of the Universe, and I have a, a podcast called Dave's Underground Goat Shenanigan. And today, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Ambrose Bierce, but um, I want to talk to him about him in his relationship with one other person, and that's Samuel Clemens, known much more well-known by his, his his writing name, Mark Twain. So I live on a, a goat farm, and I was feeding the goats yesterday. And, and I was thinking, getting ready for this presentation, and, and I was thinking, you know, just about the Devil's Dictionary, which has this very sort of sardonic wit and humor about it. And, and arguably, the... The funniest thing that um, Ambrose Bierce did, and my mind started drifting to other people around the same time, and I was thinking about the humor of Mark Twain, and and I began wondering, you know, these guys both lived, you know, after and you know during before the the Civil War, did they ever meet each other? And the answer is. Yes, they in fact both lived in San Francisco at the same time. Now, I knew from my research that Ambrose Bierce had lived in San Francisco, had come, come west after the war. I knew, too, that Mark Twain lived in San Francisco after the Civil War from that Star Trek The Next Generation episode where, you know, Data, they go back in time, and Data's body is, you know, in 1890s uh, San Francisco. So, so, yes, they did actually live and know each other, uh, and even called themselves friends. What shocked me is that there's not a lot of academic work. You would think that a lot of people would have written sort of theses and things uh, about this, but there's very little academic information on it. There is very little 
information in general. So a portion of what I'm going to talk about is basically undocumented things that I have found on the internet. And normally I would be very wary to repeat you know, undocumented issues. And I am to some extent, but I feel it's okay, especially in this case when there doesn't seem to be a lot of hard, fast information, as long as I'm up front. That a lot of the stuff that I've discovered on the internet does not have much to back it up. And it may be legendary. Now, in some ways, you know, Twain and Bierce, they even kind of looked alike, at least to me in my 21st century sensitivities. And I thought, you know, maybe it's just with hindsight, maybe all mustachioed men in the 1890s and 1880s, you know, look alike to me. But one thing I did find is that, no, that was actually kind of a uh, common parallel during their lifetime. In fact, later in his life, after Twain had died, uh, a friend sent uh, Bierce a, a photograph of, of Mark Twain and says, you know, as a joke, look at how much he looks like you. You know, ha ha ha. And Bierce reportedly wrote back saying, "Yes, when we were both living in San Francisco, and people knew that that Mark Twain was, you know, living in San Francisco, a lot of people would come up to me and ask me if I was him." One pretty well documented encounter or shared experience between Bierce and Twain happened in 1873. Not in San Francisco, but in London, where they were both invited to give uh, speeches. And um, in this, uh, Bierce was actually given top billing. And he basically tells the story about how he met Mark Twain. And that uh, he was working at the time, and Mark Twain comes into his office, and, and he's just... Twain is just all about, you know, he calls the, the building, you know, nude. It just didn't have a lot of things. It was just a, almost this empty building. And uh, Twain kept calling, you know, Beerus young man. You know, he's only seven years old. You know, they both had, you know, they both were in their, their 30s or so at the time. Um, and Twain says, well, I'm, you know, finally, because I break down, I'm here. I'm going to give some money. Uh, to uh, to your boss, and you know, Bear says, oh, "Okay, I, you know, I'll take it." And, and Twain is like, "You know how how would I know? You know, look me in the eye and tell me, like you're telling God that that you'll get this money and not steal it." And, and Bear is kind of like, eh, "Whatever." And they goes kind of broke down. They kind of outstubborn each other, and you know, they they actually sort of bonded on this moment. What they did not bond on was Bierce publicly telling this story. Um, in fact, Twain is said to have looked bored and just, you know, didn't particularly like, you know, what he was saying or how Bierce was saying it. In fact, the audience you know, didn't applaud Bierce when he got down. It was sort of really disappointed. And the story that I understand is that that was the last time Bierce ever gave a, a, you know, a public, a public speech. There's no real reason 
to doubt that this is not a true story. Beers definitely told it, so uh, I'm sure that, you know, that their meeting did go down somewhat this way. Uh, and there was sort of this good nature ribbing between the two, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But uh, the story also, I, my understanding is, in addition to the two, uh, Bret Hart lived there. Uh, he's the uh, Western writer, wrote, uh, you know, uh, outcast of uh, Poker Flats. So the three of them seem to have dined, I'm going to guess, drank and maybe played cards together. I can't really find any evidence of that, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, what I really want them to do is have, like, Scooby-Doo adventures. You know, I want them to be this this team, you know, of great writers teaming up and finding ghosts and monsters and, and pulling off the mask. It turns out it was Joaquin Murrieta who was trying to scare the the people off the whole time. Now, again, this is really not backed up, but I did find some references that Mark Twain really liked Beers, you know, the strange occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. And bluntly, why wouldn't he? It's a great story. So I'm I'm not surprised that that you know Twain said somewhere to someone that he liked the story. But what we do have in writing, and then we can pretty well trace, is a review that that uh, Twain wrote for some friends on Beers's uh, Nuggets and Dust Penned Out in California by Dodd Girl. So Dodd Girl is the journalistic name that Beers used. And this is his second book. It's a collection of basically humorous articles that he wrote uh, as a newspaper writer. And it was collected into a book. And so at the time, Beers was better known as a journalist, as a writer of newspaper, but doing sort of, you know, the folksy, humorous stories uh, as to pose a writer or definitely much more as a than a supernatural writer. So on April 8th, 1874, Twain wrote this in a letter. Gentlemen, Dodd Girl. Now, he, he knows Dodd Girl is Ambrose Bierce. Uh He knows his... Because they're friends. I mean, they, they eat together. They, he knows Beers's real name. But to the people he's writing, they wanted information on, you know, the writer, Dodd Girl. And so Twain doesn't give out his real name. So, But when he says Dodd Girl, he's, he's talking about Beers. So he says, Dodd Girl is a personal friend of mine, and I like him exceedingly. But he knows my opinion of nuggets and dust. So I do not mind espousing it onto you. It is the vilest book that exists in print. Or very nearly so. If you keep a reader, it is charity to believe that he never really read that book. But framed his verdict on hearsay. So when he, he goes to the second paragraph, he switches it to, to uses Beers' name. So his audience realized this was Beers, too. 
Beers has written some admi admirable things. Fugitive, fugitive pieces. But none of them are among the nuggets. There is humor in Dodd Girl. But for every laugh that is in this book, there are five blushes, ten shudders, and a vomit. The laugh is too expensive. Now, Beers, he kind of gets back at him on this, too. Um, you know, he later on goes on to say that, you know, that Mark Twain is this great humor expert, but as for wit, the only witty thing ever appeared in one of his books was, this book was made in France. I think it's really easy to sort of peg these two guys as, you know, the two old guys from uh, uh, The Muppet Show, you know, that are up in the, the balcony uh, needling each other. And part of it, their humor was that, so yeah, part part of them was like that. But, you know, we got to remember Beers' nickname was Bitter Beers, you know, and Mark Twain is known for this sarcastic sense of humor. Uh, that basically, every, there, there were no, you know, holy cows, or there was nothing sacred to Mark Twain. And, and, in a way, he kind of reminds me that, you know, of the guys who make South Park, nothing was off limits. You know, he he even makes a, you know, he makes a book, you know, mocks Adam and Eve and God and religion. Of course, you know, his wife hides it until he's dead. But um, so nothing was off limit to Mark Twain's humor. And, and I think that's the two sort of big differences we see in the man is Mark Twain is sarcastic he is a humorist he says funny things I remember as a child just breaking up at Innocence Abroad where they they kept trying to bribe this guy to climb up the pyramids you know he, he but he's sort of I don't want to say low base or low class he's not but he's a humorist for the masses. And that's why he endures. That's why, you know, a good 160 plus years after, we still know who he is. You know, his stuff is still out there uh, because it was for, you know, if not for the ages, because it's very dated in some way. It's very set in the the 1860s, 1870s. But at the same point, it is very... It, 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 it gets to us something. There's something that appeals and makes the every man of us or the every woman of us laugh. And this may be one of the reasons why maybe Ambrose Bierce is not as well known as Mark Twain, although... You know, Mark Twain is definitely up there in the top 50 recognizable names as American authors. Pierce uh, is more witty. He is sarcastic. He is bitter. But he's got a reason. And, and we can see that, you know, in, in uh, when he wrote um, What I Saw in Shiloh. You know, his experiences during the Civil War made him that way. Mark Twain, you know, was in basically, you know, basic training for four days and left. So 
this experience, as well as his own sense of humor, it's much more witty. And of the things that he does, Beerus, we see this best well defined in the Devil's Dictionary, which is a bunch of words with, you know, definitions. We, you know, growing up, we used to call those, you know, that type of joke, definitions. But I think that the sense of humor, even though both men are known for their humor, their types of, of humor, the way they express their humor, is what sort of gives them a dis distinctive personality. And now, I would love to maybe address this project or this topic maybe in uh, a year or so, uh, either on this podcast or another, because I really want to do some research. I want to see if I can get some more academic information. But I want to see, you know, what made these guys tick? And hopefully when I have more ex stories and more experiences that they had together that I can share with you, I will be presenting them. But until then, my name is David Heath, and I write Dave's Corner of the Universe, as well as uh, have a podcast called Dave's Underground Goat Shenanigan. Hope to see you there.